0: The Witches by Roald Dahl. Chapter 20. The Triumph. Mr. Jenkins had not gone more than a few paces toward the Grand High Witch's table when a piercing scream rose high above all the other noises in the room, and at the same moment I saw the Grand High Witch go shooting up in the air. Now she was standing on her chair, still screaming. Now she was on the tabletop, waving her arms. What's happening, Grandmama? Wait, my grandmother said. Keep quiet and watch. Suddenly, all the other witches, more than 80 of them, were beginning to scream and jump out of their seats as though spikes were being stuck into their bottoms. Some were standing on chairs, some were up on tables, and all of them were wiggling about and waving their arms in a most extraordinary manner. Then, all at once, they became quiet. Then they stiffened. Every single witch stood there as stiff and as silent as a corpse. The whole room became deathly still. They're shrinking, Grandmama. I said, they're shrinking just like I did. I know they are, my grandmother said. It's the mouse maker, I cried. Look, some of them are growing fur on their faces. Why is it working so quickly, Grandmama? I'll tell you why, my grandmother said. Because all of them have had massive overdoses just like you. It's thrown the alarm clock right out of whack. Everyone in the dining room was standing up now to get a better view. People were moving closer. They were beginning to crowd round the two long tables. My grand... My grandmother lifted Bruno and me up so we wouldn't miss any of the fun. In her excitement, she jumped up onto her chair so she could see over the heads of the crowd. In another few seconds, all the witches had completely disappeared, and the tops of the two long tables were swarming with small brown mice. All over the dining room, women were screaming, and strong men were turning white in the face and shouting, It's crazy! This can't happen! Let's get the heck out of here! Waiters were attacking the mice with chairs and wine bottles and anything else that came to hand. I saw a chef in a tall white hat rushing out from the kitchen, brandishing a frying pan, and another ma- another one just behind him wielding a carving knife above his head, and everyone was yelling, mice, mice, we must get rid of the mice. Only the children in the room were really enjoying it. They all seemed to know instinctively that something good was going on right in front of them, and they were clapping and cheering and laughing like mad. It's time to go my grandmother said. Our work is done. She got down off her chair and picked up her handbag and slung it over her arm. She had me in her right hand and Bruno in her left. Bruno, she said, the time has come to restore you to the bosom of your family. My mom's not very crazy about mice, Bruno said. So I noticed, my grandmother said. She'll just have to get used to you, won't she? It was not difficult to find Mr. and Mrs. Jenkins. You could hear Mrs. Jenkins' shrill voice all over the room herbert it was screaming herbert get me out of here there's mice everywhere they'll go up my skirts she had her arms high up around her husband and from where i was she seemed to be swinging from his neck my grandmother advanced upon them and thrust bruno into mr jenkins hand here's your little boy she said he needs to go on a diet hi dad bruno said hi mom Mrs. Jenkins screamed even louder. My grandmother, with me in her hand, turned and marched out of the room. She went straight across the hotel lobby and out the front entrance into the open air. Outside it was a lovely warm evening and I could hear the waves breaking on the beach just across the road from the hotel. Is there a taxi here? My grandmother said to the tall doorman in his green uniform. Certainly, madam, he said, and he put two fingers into his mouth and blew a long shrill whistle. I watched him with envy. For weeks, I'd been trying to whistle like that, but I hadn't succeeded once. Now, I never would. The taxi came. The driver was an oldish man with a thick, black, drooping mustache. The mustache hung over his mouth like the roots of some plant. Where to, madam? He said. Suddenly, he caught sight of me, a little mouse nestling in my grandmother's hand. Blimey, he said. What's that? It's my grandson, my grandmother said. Drive us to the station, please. I always liked mice, the old taxi driver said. I used to keep hundreds of them when I was a boy. Mice is the fastest breeders in the world. Didn't you know that, madam? So if he's your grandson, then I reckon you'll be having a few great-grandsons. We'll go with him in a couple weeks' time. Drive us to the station, please, my grandmother said, looking prim. Yes, ma'am, right away. My grandmother got into the back of the taxi and sat down and put me in her lap. Are we going home? I asked. Yes, she answered, back to Norway. Hooray, I cried. Oh, hooray, hooray! I thought you'd like that, she said. But what about our luggage? Who cares about luggage, she said. The taxi was driving through the streets of the town, and this was the time of day when the pavements were crowded with holiday makers, all wandering about aimlessly with nothing to do. How are you feeling, my darling, my grandmother said. Fine, I said, quite marvelous. She began stroking the fur on the back of my neck with one finger. We've accomplished great feats today, she said. It's been terrific, I said, absolutely terrific.